how does one become a top tier leader and where does one start after military service to get on this pathway to corporate leadership? We'll unpack this topic today with one of our nation's top hospitality recruiters and human resource executives, who also just happens to be an artificial intelligence enthusiast. So welcome to the Military Wire with Mike Schindler. This is the podcast where we interview America's most elite men and women who have served this country. We share their stories of overcoming, their proven lessons in leadership, and their journey to finding mission and purpose. Well, there are hundreds of books on leadership, and those of us who have served in the military in many ways can clearly see how we can advance to the next level of positional leadership. It's all spelled out for us, what time is required, what certifications, what qualifications are needed. But corporate is different. There isn't always a clear path to the next level of leadership. And even if you are a top-tier leader in the military, it doesn't automatically guarantee you to be a top-tier leader in corporate. Our guest today is Miss Wymillion Cobb, one of our nation's top hospitality recruiters and human resource executives with over 14 years experience who just happens to also be an artificial intelligence enthusiast. We'll dig into that more here in just a second. But she and her husband own and have an HR staffing firm, VJT Strategic HR Hospitality. And, and one of their primary areas of focus is to help those who get into the industry succeed and grow to become a top-tier leader. Why, Million, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Mike. It, it is actually an honor to be here on the show with you today. Yeah, you know, this is unusual for us. We kind of switched off of interviewing some of America's most elite uh, in the military space to interviewing some of America's most elite in the HR space. So it's truly an honor for us to have you on the show. And I know you you didn't personally serve, but you've got family who has served the country, correct? Yes, that, that's absolutely correct. My, my grandfather on my mother's side, he actually served in the Army for about six years. He fought in World War II. Um, he spent some time overseas in Italy, and uh, he just really enjoyed, uh, you know, service to our nation. He really enjoyed living in Italy. I remember as a little girl, when he came back, he, you know, he, he loved to count an Italian and eat Italian food. So he, uh, he served our country and uh, he brought a lot of things back that he instilled in me. as a little I, I love that. Well, and who doesn't like eating Italian food, right? I mean, gosh, you can't go wrong with that. So, uh, so I, I want to switch and, and ask about this artificial intelligence uh, enthusiasm that you have. What is this all about? Well, the artificial intelligence is, is something I'm very passionate about, Mike. I wanted to also tell you a little bit more about my mother. My mother was actually in the, uh, the U.S. National Guard for several years as well. Oh, is that right? Yes. And then me, my personal experience with military, um, I served as a civilian as a human resources manager on multiple bases, uh, bases in Alabama, uh, Maxwell Air Force Base. Um, Maxwell Air Force Base Gunners Annex. I've worked on Redstone Arsenal in Huntsville, Alabama, Fort Rucker. Uh, when I was in Texas, I worked on the uh, NAS, uh, you know, Naval Air Station in Fort Worth. So I absolutely have a passion, passion. For oh, see, and I love that. And thank you for for inserting that because I think it's so important. You know, I uh, and we talk about this oftentimes on on the show is even when we're talking about veterans and those who serve, sometimes we get so locked into this this mental image of veterans being male, 
and, and I love that you included your mom in it and certainly your experience working with our troops. And, and uh, there is so much to be said for that. And I just want to salute you and your family uh, for not only serving those who have been in the military, but also being of service in the military. So thank you for that. I, again, I'm not going to let you off the hook on this. I want to know about this AI thing. I, I don't know if that was a diversion or not, but I'm going to ask about this AI thing. So uh, what's going on with this? Well, with, with the artificial intelligence, I first uh, became just enthused uh, actually through LinkedIn. I'm a huge LinkedIn uh, person, have a nice, uh, nice, uh, have, have quite a few followers, but there's there's just so much information on, you know, artificial intelligence, how it pertains to the whole work environment. You know, as you know, I'm sure artificial intelligence is just changing the way we work. Um, it's, you know, eliminating, uh, you know, many jobs. And as a human resources professional, I just started to dig down into that uh, to figure out, okay, since artificial intelligence is going to uh, eliminate so many jobs. Me as a human resources professional, what can I do to prepare our workforce to be able to, you know, to work uh, along with artificial intelligence or those people that are going to lose their jobs? How can we prepare them for other jobs within the workforce? So, you know, the whole, and then uh, in addition, artificial, artificial intelligence really improves even in, even in the human resources uh, field, it, it improves our ability to be able to evaluate candidates. Um, so it's, there's just so much packed into artificial intelligence. Um, I just really have become a student of the, of the whole thing. Well, I, I love that you're still a student. I think that's such an important word. I think sometimes, you know, it, when we excel in the military, we, we hit certain you know levels of leadership. And, you know, then we transition into the civilian sector and we're thinking, you know, I'm a top tier leader already. Uh, there's probably not a whole lot that they can teach me, but to your point, you've been in this industry, certainly in a, in the human resources side for many years, well over a decade, and you're still a student and, uh, you know, AI to your point, it's one of the reasons why we're doing this, inviting experts like yourself on the show is AI has been become, has become such a force in the industry that we have veterans today that are like, you know, it used to be I could just pick up a phone or I could just, you know, some meet a human resources individual and get feedback. And now today I don't. I send out 150 resumes or more, or a thousand resumes and hear nothing. And I don't know if what I'm doing is right or wrong, et cetera. And, you know, we've, we've addressed some of that on, on this show. And I think to your point is AI is, is here. It's even going to take a more prominent uh, position and how we source candidates, how we evaluate candidates. And uh, am I right on that? You are, you're absolutely right, Mike. I mean, AI is definitely here. It's not going anywhere. And in the human resources industry, uh, you know, many companies are using AI to actually screen candidates. Now that can be a great thing because with artificial intelligence, you don't encounter some of the biases that you encounter with you know, with human beings, as far as what you have on, what you look like, just different biases that we all have. So artificial intelligence, you know, really just basically goes, you know, directly by the by the resume, you know, the qualifications and the experience in the resume. Uh, you even have artificial intelligence, say, for instance, in a virtual interview uh, uh, type situation where 
the the technology can you know interview and detect any variations in breathing if a person is is telling the truth if they're you know their their the way their body their vital signs it's kind of scary but the way their vital signs <laughs> are registering i mean it it would just blow your mind but yes ai is here to here to stay um, and it, it provides a perhaps bias-free way to evaluate candidates. Oh, to see, that's good. I, and I'm glad you threw that in there because when you're talking about the heart rate and everything else, then I'm suddenly like, oh my gosh, you know, that, uh, <laughs> but we joke, you know, in, in the veteran space, we, we joke that we probably have a, you know, somebody's running around with their identity with the VA being hacked so many times, or I think our personal information's out there all over the place. But let, let's talk about, some of the hurdles our veterans face, because I know you've experienced it and seen it over the years, um, you know, is when they transition out of their military service and then get into corporate is really understanding this idea of upward mobility. You know, as you know, in the military, we can essentially pick our path, aim for a target, and we know where our levels of, of advancement are, you know, what it takes to get there. And, you know, one of the studies shows that, you know, when veterans get into a job, but it's not a best fit job, they quickly roll out. We quickly roll out. And one of the primary reasons is no professional development, no clear path to advancement. So talk to us about how one advances in companies and eventually lands a leadership position today. How does that happen? Well, my one of, one of the first things that I would like to say would be, you know, in, in corporate America, and, and I'm sure you know this in your audience, they, they probably know it as well. The skills that, you know, that our veterans uh, acquire while in the mil military, you know, say, for instance, if you look at a resume, a lot of times corporate human resource, corporate human resources professionals, they don't understand how to translate uh, the military lingo or verbiage into the corporate lingo. So one of the most important things, I believe, uh, is definitely, you know, when uh, one of our veterans is doing a resume, they absolutely have to make sure that what they've done in the military translates into things that a corporate uh, human resources professional or corporate manager executive will understand because it absolutely does translate, but it just, it's not understood. Um, now, regarding as far as, uh, you know, veterans getting into a position um, and it perhaps it's not the right fit and then they roll out I definitely understand that. Um, and, you know, you mentioned no professional development and no clear path or no clear plan of upward mobility. Like you said, in the military, the, the path for uh, for upward mobility is more clear cut. You go, you know, from one level to the next level. And in corporate America, sometimes it's just it's blurred. So that could be very frustrating to to our veterans. And, you know, they, they get out of it before they. Uh, perhaps have an opportunity to excel. Now, one of the major things I can say uh, about, the, about the corporate world um, and then specifically about hospitality is in the hospitality industry specifically, there really can be and is uh, a, you know, a clear path to leadership. Um, and, and as far as professional development, um, as far as upward mobility, uh, the hospitality industry, and it's well known, has a huge talent deficit. I mean, just huge. But why is that? So let, let me just interrupt and interject here. 
if if there's if there's a if there's a clear path to upward <laughs> mobility, right? Like, okay, I can advance in this industry. Why is there a leadership void? What 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 would you say is is one of the primary reasons for that? Well, one one of the reasons I would say, Mike, would be this. Okay, so in the hospitality industry, since the turnover is is very high, a lot of times uh, line level professionals are promoted to uh, supervisor roles, manager roles too quickly. Okay, and they they are not able to learn the management skills that they need to be able to you know, really lead a team. So, you know, yeah. So what happens is, okay, so they're promoted into this managerial role. They, they have a team and all of a sudden they, they don't have the skills that it takes to be a manager. So you have, you know, uh, their team uh, turnover from there because they have a manager that doesn't know how to lead and then frustration on the manager side because they have a team that, you know, they're having difficulty leading. So what happens is the manager leaves and then sometimes the, uh, the team members leave as well. So there, there's just, um, just frustration on both sides of that. But if you get a good leader in there of what you're saying, you know, our veterans do. And to your point, uh, they do possess many of these leadership qualities, abilities, traits, um, you know, leading teams, you know, dealing with, you know, diverse and interesting situations, you know, coming to solutions, that uh, what I hear you saying is even though there could be a leadership void, what, what that translates in my mind is really there is an opportunity for many leaders in your industry that you represent, correct? Absolutely. There's absolutely opportunity. As a matter of fact, in the hospitality industry, once we identify, uh, you know, cream of the crop talent, we try to hold on to it. I mean, you know, just very tightly. And, you know, when I think about military leadership, you know, I really think about a, a few things. First of all, leadership in the military, um, you know, and I've looked at some studies. Studies show um, that your, your leaders that are in the military, when uh, contrasted with civilian counterparts, are able to handle a great deal more stress than civilian counterparts. So, of course, you know, leaders in the military, they can handle stress. Um, in addition, they can make tough decisions under fire. I mean, because in the military, you all make tough decisions, make tough decisions every day, life and death decisions. And then another study that I found fascinating was that uh, military leaders are 70% less likely to engage in corporate fraud. And perhaps that's because of that integrity that you all have, the men and women that serve you know, the United States of America. So. With that, you know, veterans that are interested in getting into the hospitality industry, they would be a huge asset. And um, the, the rewards for being in the hospitality industry, even though it can be hospitality industry can be a bit, uh, someone would say mayhem, uh, controlled chaos, but a lot of people love it. A lot of us love it. It's, it's crazy, but it, it, you can fall in love with it. So tell me about that. Tell me why people fall in love with it. I mean, the the, the chaos, the mayhem. I mean, that sounds like you're describing, you know, a, a typical military day. Uh, but why do people fall in love with it? What makes it so attractive? Well, well, I tell you what, Mike. One of the things. Where can you go and 
Um, one of the things is you can go into the hospitality industry with no college degree. As a matter of fact, uh, I know of a, of a, a president of a hospital, very successful hospitality company that started out as a PBX operator and is now a, the president of the company and is making a lot of money and is very, very successful. So it's one of the few industries where you don't have, a, have to have a college degree. Having a college degree is helpful, but you can work your way up. Now, let's talk about the mayhem. Um, for those who like immediate, immediate gratification um, in the hospitality industry, when you solve a problem, when you have a guest that comes in and you solve a problem, you get immediate gratification. You are able to resolve that customer, that guest's uh, their, their issue and see the effect right away. That's very gratifying for most of us. Uh, you, you work in an environment that's very enriched. I mean, where can you go and work with such a diverse population? You have executive chefs, you have engineers, housekeeping professionals, um, front desk management, accountants, sales and marketing uh, professionals. So you have people from all walks of life with all types of talents and gifts that are in the same space, that are sharing the same space. So that in itself is just, uh, it, it just provides an enriching uh, work environment. Well, and it sounds like every day is a different day, which I think. It is. Yeah. Like you can't <laughs> predict the day. Like you can kind of frame the day and think, okay, I think my day is going to go this way, but it could go in a million different uh, directions, which I think there's got to be some comfort level um, certainly to some of those who serve, uh, because it'd be a familiar environment, different scenarios, obviously, but certainly, you know, something that they're accustomed to, you know, not every day you're just punching a clock. Every day is a different day to, yeah, to, to take on a new challenge. Yes, absolutely. From hour to hour. So, you know, some of our, some of our GMs, they have a, they have a, a joke that goes around and say, and basically say, if you want an adrenaline rush, Become a general manager in the hospitality industry because you never know what's coming at you. And for a lot of people that have very curious minds or just a little touch of, you know, ADD, uh, people that don't like to just sit still, they want to be on the move, they want to be doing something, they want to have action, they don't want to just be behind a desk, then the hospitality industry can be a very good fit for them. And, and you will never have the opportunity to. You know, just as in the military, I can't imagine ever being. Oh, uh, see, this is so good. You said something there that's kind of piqued my interest, that adrenaline rush piece. So I, I want to switch gears because I know we're coming up uh, pretty close on on the time. But uh, you and your husband own your own firm. You, you deal with a number of different talented people. Um, can you kind of give us kind of the profile of an individual who excels in your industry? Absolutely. So. One of the, the number one keys to excelling in, in our industry is the ability to be very flexible and adaptable. Um, you know, believe it or not, it's, you know, with, with artificial intelligence and all the other technology that's coming out, hoteliers have the ability to deal with a lot of technology. So you need to be adaptable. You need to be flexible. You need to be open to learning. You need to have some tough skin. You know, because, you you know, you definitely have some guests that will, uh, if your skin is thin, then they're going to pierce right through it. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it. Yep. Absolutely. Um, you also need to have 
the, uh, the ability to be able to collaborate with different people. Collaboration is so important. We don't, in the hospitality industry, we, we are a team. Um, and so we have to collaborate with people, you know, like I mentioned, your chef, your sales and marketing team, your engineering team. So you have to be able to work uh, within different departments, work, you know, very strategically and effectively. So your communication skills, soft skills are important as far as being able to deal with your guests, you know, being able to empathize with the guests, being able to communicate effectively with uh, with your team. If you're a leader and you have a team that's following you to be able to, you know, really communicate um, and, and help them communicate within the team. Um, so those are just a few um, of the, you know, of the qualities. You, you really need a strong work ethic. I mean, the hospitality industry does not stop. Holidays, 365 days of the year, 24-7, as I'm, as I'm sure, you know, the military, being in the military, you know, you're used to that. So it does not stop. It does not sleep. So the ability to be able to, um, you know, sometimes work long shifts, sometimes work those days when everybody else is relaxing and things like that, you have to have that ability. Yeah, and I think that's that that's a good point is not only the ability but also the desire and I think if there's a desire to be in a familiar industry where you don't you know where your where your crisis level is different uh I'm not going to say better I'm going to say different um but certainly you don't have guests shooting at you that's 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 a benefit uh but you know that I think you know if if you if for our listeners if they truly want to be a part of helping people have an enjoyable experience and used to that op tempo, I think it sounds like a great industry for those. So if people want to learn more about this industry, uh, how would they get in touch with you? Why million? I mean, what, what can you do for our listeners if they were like, boy, you know what? I, I want to learn more about this. Where, where do you suggest, suggest they, uh, they turn to. Okay, absolutely. Well, one of the, one of the ways that they can contact me, um, is our business phone number. Uh, it is 1-800-319-3610. Um, and that is the, the business number for the VJT Strategic HR Hospitality Group. Again, that's 1-800-319-3610. Um, another way is you can contact us via email. Um, so you can contact us at uh, VJT Strategic hospitality at yahoo.com. Again, that's VJT, strategic hospitality at yahoo.com. We are rolling out another um, website and I can go ahead and give you that as well. Um, That is, okay, VJT, strategic HR hospitality group.com. And last but not least, not LinkedIn. <laughs> Last but not least, I am. I love LinkedIn, as I'm sure you know. Um, they they can reach out to me on LinkedIn, and it's under one million call. And that's awesome. So I, I you've you've given us many different areas or many different opportunities to get in touch with you, which I think is so powerful. And I want to thank you for that uh, because it, you know one of the things that we need to really provide for those who are transitioning out are opportunities and opportunities to continue to be assets and community. And I think this sounds like an awesome opportunity for those that want to engage the public 
but also be in an environment where they can excel and see upward mobility. And, and you've been awesome at explaining that. So, one million, thank you for being on the show. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. I have enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it immensely. Thank you so much for inviting me. Uh, Absolutely. Well, those of you who are interested in discovering your post-service identity to prepare, plan, and execute on your best year after transition, you can visit us at OperationMilitaryFamily.com or you can DM me on LinkedIn. And again, one million, I want to thank you for being on the show. Thank you again, Mike.